We're going to give you our take on some of... We're going to give you our take. <laughs> We're not going to take anything. <laughs> you have to use this as the outtake. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, something. I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> I mean, should I just keep all this in there? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We can give you our top list. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck do the show? What the fuck? Salutations and welcome to a brand new episode of the Native Immigrants. This is your host, Swami Barakas, and I'm joined by my co-host, my brother for life, Jojo underscore B. What's good, Jojo B? (coughs) Sorry, I've been holding that in for the whole of the intro. (coughs) Sorry, I'm here. Are you? Yes. Are you with us? I am with us. For season three. Fucking show some excitement, bruv. I am smiling. Yay! This guy. My days. We've been we've been off for what, three, four months now? When did we last record? Before Christmas, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was like December. So we're okay. like three and a bit months in. I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Sorry, I just was like, I was holding that coffee in for so long. Yeah, as I can see, yeah, I can see. The struggle on your <laughs> face. Like, oh. The redness like etching up on your face. First of all, we've got to pour some henny down. Boring. And throw throw some love up to our fallen comrade who's no longer with us anymore. The podcast is dead. What? The podcast is no more. What do you mean? We are now known as the Native Immigrants. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm so confused though. <laughs> our podcast has unfortunately gone from our name. We are now just the native immigrants. Just the native immigrants. Yeah, and I think people know we're a podcast now. Yeah. And if, you know, not all podcasts out there need to have a podcast as the, you know, the end bit. Yeah. Although it is our Instagram handle. It is. That's only because some fuckers taken the native immigrants. So we're a native immigrants podcast. So on we there. are the native immigrants podcast. Yeah, so because we are still a podcast, we are still a podcast because you're listening to this, yeah, exactly. and you're listening to through podcast platforms, and so yeah, we're still in the business. Why of is it making called a podcast? podcast? Why is it called? What I mean, where did the podcast come from? Why did? Why is the internet called the internet? I don't know. That's the thing. It's just it's just a name given to that specific you know piece of bit. Well, okay. Well done, whoever named it. It's quite catchy. It is very catchy. And, um, you know, we... It's What? It's caught on. It's caught on, yeah. I thought you said it's porn. (laughs) It's porn. porn. Well, I mean, I think there are porn podcasts. My Dad Made a Porno, which is the most famous podcast probably ever. But that's not about... that's. I mean, that's not a porny one. Well, it kind of started off with porn. I don't think it's erotic. Have you ever listened to it? No. Well, there you go. We don't know. (laughs) It could be like proper sexual and shit. 
So, but there are actually some like porn podcasts, porn yeah, casts. yeah, where they're like, I think it's like erotic stories read out, basically. <laughs> I think <laughs> I don't know. I'm not listening to them. Jane, then what if there's an Asian one? A negligee to reveal her supple bosoms in front of Dave's face. That kind of shit. Is it like that? I mean, I, I suspect. Okay. <laughs> no, no, we should listen to them and see. If you listen to porncasts or like erotic novel por- podcasts, do let us know what they're all about. You know, whether, we won't judge ones... you because you know what, whatever you need to do right now. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's you know, <laughs> there's just... a lot of people at home alone at the moment. Well, you know what, the, Jojo B has fucking done this again. I was gonna, <laughs> I was gonna build up to the fact well, that this is all happening. Building up to it, we're all stuck at home for fuck's sake. We are all stuck at home. <laughs> Because uh, it's obviously been, I was I was going to go into it saying it's been a really quiet few months, there's nothing much going on, but obviously Jojo B, as per, just ruined it all. as per classic Jojo B, <laughs> Do you know what that I is? The whole intro, I've actually got a whole intro <laughs> That's here. That's what happens when he doesn't show me what's going to be said and what order, so I just say what I want. Yeah, Jojo B is a. Have you? To be fair, you've listened to this show now for coming up to like I don't even know how many episodes done. Thirty, forty episodes. A lot. So you know that Jojo B is the biggest spanner in the works when it comes to, you know, providing the best quality of entertainment here on the Native Immigrant. Native, I was about to say Native Immigrants podcast. I had to stop myself half halfway we through. We have to get used to not saying it. Yeah. Here on the Native Immigrants, uh, Jojo B is the habitual ruiner. And so, um, yeah, I'm glad to see that not, some things have changed with our name and some things haven't in that I'm still stuck with you. Not stuck, blessed with. You're blessed with me. Well, the world has also been blessed with a brand new ting. Are you comparing me to that? I mean, you you do ruin my life uh, and stop me from doing the things that I want to do. And I'm constantly having to fucking moan and bitch about this. Yeah, so yeah, this is... Uh, this is I wish you could see my face right now. What? That's a, that's a pretty... Stop you from doing the things you want to do. That is such a fair comparison. I do not stop you from doing what you want to do. I want to go out there right now, live my life, even go to work. I want that's to just not my fault. chill that's with my mates fault. outside in the pubs and restaurants. That's the virus as well. That's not my fault, is yeah, it? You hold me back doing that as well anyway? No, I don't. Yeah, you do. I'm like, do ja. No, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, get out of my hair. Let me watch my program. So, all right, so can I go out now? No, because I... Exactly. So, so that's the thing. You still stop me from doing it anyway. It is my fault this time. Exactly. Jojo B, like I said, is the biggest spanner. If it was like a fucking king-size spanner, you know the kind of Monty Python foot that smacks down on... on in the, you know, that just flattens everything on the Monty Python show. If there was a spanner that big, that would basically sum up what Jojo B is to me in my life. Should we explain what we're going on about? <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're like five, six minutes into the show um, And people that will be listening to this show Will probably be listening at home You, you better be listening to this at home Stay home, fuckers uh, if you're, Unless you're an essential key worker, I guess Then in which case you can listen to it on the way to work On the way to work, yeah On the way back And at your workplace, don't listen to this Do your fucking jobs Because it's so essential and key currently No, it really is <laughs> No, no, no exactly. It really is Jokes aside <laughs> Yeah Jokes aside So, um COVID-19. Yeah. The big word. Well, the big uh, word and a half of 2020. Literally just the worst fucking thing. Like, what has happened to 2020? AKA the coronavirus is the reason why we're recording the show, uh, because we were still going to take some time to do umpteen other bits 
but now we procrastinate got basically procrastinate. and not just not make the Find show newer and newer ways of procrastinating yeah. basically but now we're stuck at home now we are at home and we're literally we can't even go out for this one bit of exercise a day at the moment because um yours truly showed some symptoms she did show some signs like classic jojo b but then i don't know like i i, I even spoke to my doctor i managed to get to speak to my gp and he, even he was like i couldn't i really can't tell you what you've got but I don't know if I've got it because Thanks, mate. I'd like I've had a cough and I've had a sore throat mm. and but it's all been all at different times yeah. and it's all been a bit all over the place and so no one can tell because it doesn't feel like a cold but it also I mean everyone else's symptoms sound much worse so I don't really know. But that's the thing like okay so Google is like your is a gift and a curse because and so fucking vague. Yeah, and so so many people have had. COVID-19, coronavirus, whichever you prefer to call it. All over my Facebook, everyone seems to have it. Uh, and it's like, but every s person seems to have a different symptom for it. A different combination of symptoms. Uh, yeah. So you, you know, some people that say, yeah, I had a bit of a sneeze and a fever, um, but then it kind of, you know, subsided after a few days. Loads of people have lost their taste, uh, sense of taste and smell, which I haven't had. Yeah. Uh, loads of people have uh, got the inability to <laughs> spell properly because... Um, <laughs> You know, people are posting all over the place and the gra grammatical errors are through the roof as well. So it's that's, I, that's me included as well, though. I've made some terrible, terrible mistakes on Twitter recently. Mm. Did you say you went to New Zealand? New Zealand. Yeah. N-double-E. <laughs> Zealand. Um, Two years ago, not recently. Yeah, that's this is the worst part of it, because now we're looking back at our memories from this time. And we've had some this time of the month. Uh, in each year of the for the last past five six years has just been the most epic experience yeah so two years ago we were in new zealand three years ago this time we were in brazil, brazil. um i think four years ago i was it was it four or five years ago you went to wrestlemania or something yes exactly and yeah. i was in rome mm -hmm. uh while you were over there and then the, we had like our stags and hens around this time as well like six yeah. years ago yeah and so, yeah, March, March of any year of the past five, it's six years. It's always been a good month. Uh, I think it's because it's that, like, it's three months after Christmas. So it's that point where you're just like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's when you, but that's why we go on holiday around that time. Yes. And now we're at home it's and I might have it. Holiday. I might have, well, I might have had it. I think I'm over it now, yeah. which is why we're doing this. But we are about two meters apart. We are about two meters apart. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, I'm back to kind of being around the family again now. The family being the three of us, although yours truly has been playing both mum and dad for our bubs in the last few days. Yeah, I was. I haven't. I didn't hold my baby for like four or five days, as including as, Mother's Day. Yeah, as soon as I realised that I was feeling a bit ropey and it didn't feel quite right, I had to distance myself. Although in a two bed flat, there's only so far you can go. Yeah, true. So I did my best. Um, but Jojo B, I, I've never seen Jojo B look more jealous and envious of any human <laughs> human being ever from the point that I've met her till today. Like, honestly, she was beside herself I with jealousy. I was so sad. I mean, with even me play, basically almost playing a better mum than you have. Oh, my God. He loves he loves him way more than he loves me because everything is daddy. Yeah, literally everything. Every picture that he points at, he points at Daddy. I might be in the picture. He doesn't know. Yep. He doesn't care. You know why? Also, because I used to look better back then when those pictures were taken. I mean, and now he's times. like, good times. "That's not my mom. That's some other lady who looks nice and glamorous." Yeah. Um. So yeah, 
Yeah, it so. was sad and it's been difficult. And I still haven't been able to like smush his face because I still don't want to kiss him and stuff yet. I have. Yeah, I know. In your face, Georgia V. Yeah, it's, I've because, you know, my working life means that like eight hours of the day, I'll get a chance to see him. And then I spend like maybe a couple of hours in the evenings before like putting him to sleep and putting him to bath and all these things. Yeah. And, and the weekend kind of flies by. He's doing a chance to really chill properly. So <laughs> we've had like almost 24-7 in the last like 72 hours. And so it's, yeah, we've, it's been a real buddy bonding experience it's like nice. between father and son, you know, we've been wrestling, we've been reading books with each other, we've been watching loads of like inappropriate television, you know, because he's shooting traffic as well, watching traffic. Yeah. He loves watching buses go by. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been, yeah, it's been amazing. And I've played the mother and the father and Joja B hasn't, you know, hasn't really felt that. Uh, same level of bonding experience uh, from. I mean, I think I'm pretty bonded to my child because I carried him for nine months, and plus I've looked after him for like his whole life. Yeah. But um, yeah, the last few days were not nice. Mm. Not nice. Um, not nice for any of us. But it also means that I can't leave the house for another yeah, two weeks. Yeah, because now we need to see if he comes out in symptoms, which I really hope doesn't happen. Yeah, fuck um, that. and and obviously we don't want Bubs to get it either. So we're just kind of waiting and watching. I'm on day seven. So they say from day seven, mm. if you've just got a cough, then there's, you shouldn't be infectious. Yeah. So that's all I have left now. Right. Okay. So I'm just playing a playing a waiting game, basically. Yeah. My immune system is pretty sick, though, compared to yours. Your, your Mate, touch some wood, please, shit. because this, this disease is scaring the shit out of me. Yeah. So uh, please as, touch. as thousands of people across this country and across the world. Yeah. It's such a... it's unprecedented times really for us i would i was about to say in my adult life but actually my whole life um we've never seen anything probably like in this our parents lifetime as well i don't think they've yeah. ever been through anything like this before well they've seen a lot of shit in their time to yeah be fair. but nothing but like this this is yeah this so to get the whole world i was we were just having this conversation the other day when is the last big event like this that we can remember where everyone was just like what the fuck oh my god you know, World Trade Center happened two thousand and one, and that was a, that would that affected everybody, like you know, across the world in terms of you know the sympathy and. But and we like, weren't under threat as as such at that point, if you know what I mean. Like I, it happened in America, so we were watching it in shock and disgust. Yeah, but it didn't feel like we were under threat at no, that point. This is a this is like affecting every human being in the whole world. Well, I didn't think the last time that something like a pandemic happened like this was the Spanish flu in 1918. And that killed, what, 50 million? Yeah. Oh, my God. Let's yeah. not think about this. Exactly. And uh, yeah, and then obviously there's been the world wars. So, yes, here we go. This is the defining moment of our generation. Of our generation, yeah. And um, we just got to get through it. <laughs> we have to basically Safely. ride, yeah, yes, ride this period out. Um, that's the thing. Stay at home. Yes, stay at home, stay safe. And I think one of the things that we have found a little bit alarming, although really it shouldn't shouldn't have been surprised really, but living in a predominantly Asian area here in Northwest London, it's no secret that Asians legitimately didn't get the memo regarding the lockdown. If we look out of the window now, the traffic is flowing. Mm. 
And I've never seen so many people decide that they need to run. Yes. So there, people are running up and down our street as well. well. You know, I think it's okay. So people that want to exercise and that they can't go to the gym. So people will have to do their running in these Fair kind of parts. Fair enough. But I've what seen like full families and yes. things, and okay. people are apparently paying in the park down the road from us, like putting their kids on the swings. Mm. Like, don't be fucking stupid. What yeah, are you doing? It's, it's the people idly kind of walking around, obviously not going to work. They're obviously not going to an essential shop and stuff. They're literally just walking, chilling and stuff. And there's, I've seen people walk around with like, you know, like with, with the brown paper bags with like bottles and shit inside it and stuff, just having a yeah, bit of a jolly. I mean, there's always like groups of teenagers hanging about and stuff and they're still hanging about. And I know that it's hard to control teenagers and I know that some of them probably come from really awful home situations. And so going out with their mates is the only kind of joy that they have. But mm. oh my days, like this is... This is scary shit. Mm. And the reason that they've put us on lockdown right now is because in two to three weeks time, it's going to get even scarier if people don't sit at home and, you know, look after themselves and make sure that they're looking after the rest of the world as well by doing this and keeping them safe as well. And so, and so it's just, it's really like, it really annoys me that seeing that, but I'm, I'm glad that actually like we are on full lockdown i'm not glad that i've had it i'm not glad that if i or if i if i have had it i'm not even sure or that i've brought it into the house but i'm glad that we don't we can't even go to supermarket like we have to stay inside and just and be cocooned from everything right now because that's my concern yeah it's my baby and my husband need to stay well and they need to stay from away from outside because otherwise you'd be at the supermarket yeah, I know you would be. Yeah. Well, bro, we're, we're running low on. We're yeah, running I know. On, on and like the supermarket is like the is like the kind of cesspool of it all at the moment. Yeah. You don't know who's gone in there, who's what they've touched and stuff. Oh my god, I'm making things worse. Just the reason we fucking put this podcast <laughs> out was to fucking uplift people, you bastard. That's what we said. We said we said at the start of the week. Do you know what? We need to bring the podcast back because everyone's so sick and tired of fucking hearing about coronavirus, and that's all they see in the media. That's all they see on TV. That's all they hear about everywhere. And so let's just put the podcast out and make people feel better about their lives. And what have you done? You've ruined the intro of the fucking show, <laughs> and now you're fucking ruining everyone listening. People are people are switching this off as we fucking okay, speak. Okay, so I have really bad anxiety. Like it's actually like clinically diagnosed now like oh, really bad yes, anxiety and so my and i know a lot of people are you know are already suffering and then getting themselves to the severe point again like i like i was getting better and now i feel like i've got worse again and a lot of people are in that boat and some people are experiencing this all for the first time and and they're kind of they have the same train of thought as me is that you just go around like a i don't know social media rabbit hole and you just start thinking about all this stuff afterwards and you can't sleep and so that's why i keep doing that and i'm glad that i have you there to pull me back from it because that's and if you're on your own and you don't have anyone there to pull you back from it please please just get in touch there's always something that you can do to get in touch with someone you know so that you know if your phone is working and you can do video calling do that get in touch with somebody else, get yourself away from that train of thought. And, you know, we've got friends who are on their own who have been doing exactly that. Absolutely, We're yeah. all in the same boat. I'm lucky enough to have my husband here and my son here to kind of take my take my mind off things, but other people are not. So, you know, you just ring someone or video call someone, but do not do what I just did and then get on that negative train of thought. And yeah. it just like, it was so easy to do. Like I just did that. Yeah, last night, basically, I had a whole day of looking after my bubs and I was absolutely shattered because it was like everything from like the feeds and to changing him, like changing all his nappies, bathing him, feeding him again, doing the bottles and all these kind of things. And then I sit down and I'm like, finally, I've got like five minutes to myself. I might get some food to start eating. 
And then I just, Jojo B on the other sofa, have you heard what's happening right now with coronavirus? And like listing off like 20, 30 things. And I'm just like, dude, like give me a fucking moment to myself for five fucking minutes, you know, at the end of a long day. I know, I'm really sorry. It's, you know what, the thing is, the problem is, it is a massive, it is such a fucking huge issue. It's on everyone's minds at the moment, and understandably so, rightly so. But let's take a minute of perspective to sit back, change our ch- our train of thought, and just realize that, you know what, we're amongst our loved ones, we're amongst the people we love. Everyone that you love is just a phone call away. Communication. And that's what that's the big thing about this show, is to communicate to people. Let's discuss, let's talk about these things, the things that you're not you know, fully clear with or things that concern you and stuff. Let's talk about it. You know, what we don't want is people feeling this way. I know. I know. And we, I think we, we have to lead by example. Yes. And exactly. so for, I, for, yes, fuck yes, sake, yes. and I'm going to work on it. I'm trying to work on it. I'm trying to, you know, stay on top of my, what I learned in my previous therapy sessions and, you know, all the other tools that we have. There's loads of online tools out there. There's loads of stuff like Headspace apps and the Calm yeah, app. Absolutely. That's all there. And if it really, really gets you uh, down and you're feeling really, really scared or vulnerable, there's like the Samaritans are still open. There's still very, there's lots of various like um, crisis hotlines and things that you can yeah. call. Um, so do that, but just reach out reach yeah, out because reach i know that people. so many people are just stuck on their own exactly and exactly. and we so don't know much, how long for and so we there's just only have so to. much netflix uh and you know amazon prime exactly and netflix is full of stuff about pandemics and things that's, yeah. that's what it keeps bringing up on my like that's suggestions why you, that's why you need to like get onto disney plus fam because that's ample yes. amounts of cartoon. lovely tasty cartoon 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 best best my best channel cartoon oh my god we're gonna watch so much mickey mouse later on Brightly, bub, yesterday me and bub's watching mickey's christmas carol <laughs> in march <laughs> we didn't give a fuck fam we were like Do you know what allow this yeah this is what i used to watch as a, as a child it's march christmas came early in the mm. barracuda household if you don't have access to disney plus Find someone who does and nick their account details. This is what fam. we've done. Um, <laughs> but also, um, I would also highly, highly recommend Hey Dougie uh, on CBeebies. Oh, hey shit. Dougie will make you smile because Dougie is just the best. Okay. He's Very like good. a like a like a scoutmaster type person, mm. and then he has this little band of children, and like they do, and they like they have to get their badges. You know what like you do in scouts or right, in brownies okay. or whatever. You have to get a badge for doing something. So they have a different badge each episode, and it's just really fun. And they had a pizza making one the other day, lovely, and well. they were making pizza, and so it's just really cute, and it's like ten minutes of just smiling. Awesome. Well, so, you hey Dougie, you heard it from the horse's mouth. Oh. <laughs> and also they do like loads of film references and stuff so that we, like you know for the parents it's for the parents as well yeah, yeah. yeah. I love those kind of shows and stuff because there's sort of little innuendos in there and I'm like did, did they just say that but kids are too small to realise that and in about 20-30 years time they'll watch it back and be like fuck is that what they said you know yeah that's why we love Pixar but um, yeah so just watch something that will bring put a smile on your face yes. or read something that will put a smile on your face or listen to something. There's loads of podcasts like us or there's loads of music out there. Well, talking about reading, listening and watching. Oh, yeah. Three things that have come out in the last few months that you might not have heard or listened or read. Uh, but I think we could recommend as a way of, you know, pleasuring our listeners. <laughs> 
pleasure your listeners through sight, through sound and my touch. <laughs> so now this sounds a bit like um, I did a tweet yesterday asking what to do with a leftover cucumber. Yeah. And oh my God, it's gone like mental. I yeah. asked a love. A lovely chef called um, Jack Monroe. She's a home cook and she knows how she specializes in like, you know, store cupboard stuff. Like if you're cooking on a budget, that's her thing. And so she's like having her moment on Twitter at the moment. She's amazing. Check her out if you're struggling. You don't know what to do and you've got some like manky vegetables and a few tins or whatever. Check out. um, She's called... um, bootstrap cook i think okay. it is on twitter but her name is jack monroe and she's brilliant and she responded to my tweet yesterday but she retweeted it with her response and so now all her followers have just been sending me so much innuendo it's why are they sending you what, what's the innuendo about i mean i was like what should i do with a leftover soft ma- a cucumber wow <laughs> I, mean, this, I mean i walked straight into it without even realizing yeah. so that just sounded a bit like that. So well, you did put yourself to the mercy of the World Wide Web and you say something like cucumber's just gone soft. So how do I get it? But mate, I've got some really good recipes of people as well. I'm okay. going to pickle that cucumber. What? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah. I mean, I don't even know what to say to this really because uh, I could just be opening up another can of worms by throwing innuendos in your direction. Oh, um, but yes, okay. Anyway, a f- film, book and music. Yes, you back to check to that. out basically. Yes. That I've come out in the last few months that we haven't had a chance to speak about because we've been on isolation and hibernation. Um, film-wise, we just saw the other day. It was actually released last year, but it's now out on Amazon Prime. Blinded by the Light. Yes. By Gurinder Chadha. Yes, written by Sarfraz Manzoor. Yeah, which is almost kind of it was semi-autobiographical. Would you yes, because he is genuinely obsessed. Yeah obsessed with Bruce Springsteen. Well, that's a, the gist of the film itself is a young lad in Luton mm-hmm. uh, growing up during uh, Thatcherite 80s. Yep. And it's um, a difficult period for him. He's like trying to find himself and find out who he is. Um, and he finds inspiration through the music of Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Set against the backdrop of the National Front and shit that's going on in the 80s, basically, in, in Luton. Yeah, and, and he a- comes from a Pakistani family. Yes. And, um, yeah, he's got, like, he, but he's got mixed friends and all that kind of stuff. So there's kind of stuff that happens with all his fr- fr- yeah. friendship group and, yeah. yeah, and the music that he loves. Yeah. It, and his family. For me, it's probably one of her better films in a long time. Sorry, I had a mouthful of tea there because um, I thought you were going to talk for longer. I just said tea. <laughs> Shut up. I thought you were going to talk for longer. Um, yes, it is. But also, I think that's because she didn't write it. Mm, yeah, true. That's true. I mean, like, uh, like Gurinder Chadha um, has had some big hits, but then she's had just an equal amount of misses probably in the last, say, 10 to 15 years. I mean, my two highlights from her are um, Bajin in the Beach and Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah. But what's your, what's your, what's your highlight since then? Nothing. Yeah. Because we watched that one about the ghost. Remember the ghost one? Yeah, it's a wonderful afterlife. Yeah. But um, this is really good. This was actually very good. It kind of, it did get slightly kind of, um, you know, cringeworthy and cheesy at parts. But I think it's just meant to be uplifting and lovely. I don't think it's meant to be cringy. Se- yeah, but it's, I don't think they, they put it across as like a, you know, like a serious film in terms no, of... No, it's kind of part musical. It's part musical. It almost felt like a long episode of Ackley Bridge. You know, when Ackley Bridge has moments of like weird kind of... They just fantasy. start singing and yeah, dancing, yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But then it's set against some real 
you know, serious issues that are happening during that time period. Yeah. And so it's it's a it's a great way to mix basically, you know, the best of both cultures with, you know, British and Asian. And um, yeah, I actually, I really liked it. It's quite joyous, I thought. Yeah. And it's acted really well. I felt the young guy, the, the, the guy who plays the lead, he looked like a young Amitabh Bachchan. I mean, that's all you kept saying all the way through. I was like, stop ruining the film. He looked now. like a young Amitabh. I was like, fuck this guy. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's well acted. It's got some great, like, you know, um, according to Gears in it, obviously, you know, so it's got some, you'll find some familiar faces in there as well as some not, you, new young talent. Yep. Um, There's so, even a little cameo for Guru the Jadra as well. Yeah. And, and Sarfraz Munzu yeah. as well, like jamming in the background himself. Yeah. So, yeah. I met him once. Oh, really? Long, long time ago. Long, long time ago. At some, tell. like, networking thing. I think when I was first, I think about 21, 22. Right. And I knew who he was because I used to read um, his stuff in the in the papers and for some reason i talked to him about batman i don't know why we started talking about it because the batman the christian bell one well uh just come out or it was coming out and we just i don't i literally have no idea why we started talking about it but we did and we talked about it for about 10 minutes and then he went like right yeah mm, i'm gonna get going there <laughs> and then he wandered wow. up <laughs> i mean that's actually different uh probably not the uh, yeah i don't i literally have no response to that apart from that's a typical Jojo B thing to do. I know. I've never been very good at networking. And so I get a bit awkward. Not very much. Shut um, up. Book also re- uh-huh. released recently. Mm-hmm. Kika and Me by Dr. Amit Patel. Yes. Shout to Dr. Amit Patel. Whoop. <laughs> okay. Uh, deserves probably a bigger shout than that. Yeah, I know, but I don't know what to do. What am I supposed to do? Uh, when you say shout out, do I do like... Big up as well? Okay, big up as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit of backstory about Dr. Amit Patel, Joji B. So, Amit is a guy who, like all of us, you know, he got he's like got married and starting his kind of, he was starting his new life with his wife and he was a doctor. And then one day he woke up and he couldn't see. Mm. And Kikemi is about his journey through that period of, and, um, you know, a kind of adjustment and stuff and and how difficult it was for him and then getting his guide dog, Kika. Right. Yeah. And how that changed his life, basically. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's a very kind of really emotional and just very, very insightful book. Yeah. Um, and there's also a chapter by his wife, Seema. Yes. Who um, which who gives things she just kind of gives her perspective on it as the partner who, you know, as a newlywed bride, she, you don't expect to have to go through that. So, so at any point, but so soon into your yeah, starting your new life absolutely. Um, and just kind of, yeah, she just gives her, her side of things and how, how she had to manage because she yeah. had to be his support. So He's yeah, ride or die. exactly. And they are a great team. They've got two kids now. Amazing. And they've got Kika. Who is like a Twitter superstar. Superstar, bruv. <laughs> bruv. I was like, I looked at like the followers on there. I looked at mine. I was like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? Do you know what I, mean? I know. She's, Guide dog's killing me right now. She is brilliant, no. When yeah. you see like what she does and how she copes the day to day and how she helps um, Amit cope with his life. And mm. also the things that they have to go through still and the way that people are horrific. Some people are just awful. Yeah. Genuinely awful people and like you know batting her out the way and that kind of thing like it's just no respect whatsoever Mm. and no courtesy so um it's a real eye-opener 
Yeah. And I would highly recommend it. Absolutely. Um, and we were in the midst of trying to get Dr. Amit Patel on the show. And then this thing went, went and happened. The fucking yeah, we're going to learn how to do Skype interviews, yes, I think. Indeed. Everyone's yes, sitting indeed. at home. Everyone's free at the moment. Absolutely. So let's do this, people. Yes, indeed. Uh, but Kika Amit is out now. So make sure you go out, support, get the book and read what is an extremely uplifting story. Yeah. And yeah, and share it amongst all the people you know. And lastly, musically, I guess we've got to talk about Riz <coughs> MCs. Apologies. That's all good. Long goodbye. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Riz yes. has released an album called Long Goodbye, uh, detailing uh, the British Asian experience of what's happening currently right now. Before all of this COVID-19 stuff going on, yeah, exactly. the atmosphere in the country, what was happening in terms of political yeah. and um, social, um, what's the word? Social things. Social things, yeah. <laughs> political and social things. <laughs> Sorry, being at home is like, it's fried my brain. Um, I say this like it's been any different. I've been at home for like two years. Absolutely. But um, yes, it's so just what's been got out in the world and how British society has changed and yeah. what has been um openly said these days yeah, by people and what's become the new normal yeah and uh it's an eye-opener that, that yeah, album absolutely um uh, <laughs> i mean okay, have you got a little right, view you, yes. have you got a little view on this you want to kind of yes okay so it's, it is a great project an amazing project i am slightly annoyed uh, because I was in the midst of releasing uh, my new single. Which is actually finished and ready to go. We're just waiting to do a filming of film a video. Film the video, exactly. Yeah. Which I can't even do now because of fucking coronavirus. I'm going to film it for you. We're going to do it at home. Uh, we do it at home, on the balcony. Right. We're going to do it at home. Okay. Bob's will be your hype man. He's going to be my hype man. <laughs> yeah. he just be going, daddy, daddy, yeah. in the background. <laughs> Uh, the very different sounding track to the concept <laughs> I had originally. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was discussing a lot of the things that Riz also spoke about on his first tune. I mean, literally, there's, there's bits of it that sound like word for word. word, you, for word you had yeah. the same frame of, frame of mind. Yeah. yeah. So that, it was as much as it was a, a great piece of, of work uh, to put out for this time period, for me, it was a real kick in the groin. <laughs> He was really was, annoyed that I, I listened really annoyed, to it. Yeah, because she was like, this, track, this track's fucking sick. I was like, motherfucker, I played you my tune only a few weeks ago. And you were like, yeah, it's all right. It's quite nice. No, And I said the good. same fucking thing. And now I'm just like, oh, for fuck's sake. But you know what? In a way, it's kind of good because with all this going on, it's a, a good time to sit back and everything's coronavirus. No one's really listening to like new music anyway. And so I think once the time's right and things have started to die down, I can then release this project finally. And you never know, the views of the public might change. Uh, yeah, right. No, because, you know, the NHS has a massive, massive number of immigrants working in it. And the NHS are what are going to keep this country from falling apart. Definitely. So you never know that things are going to have to change. People's viewpoints are going to change. People's, like, situations are going to change, you know, in terms of, like, working and all that kind of stuff. We might get some good out of this. <laughs> yeah, there's always a, a you know some light at the end of the tunnel, um, and that's how I've got to look. I've got to look positively and think positively, as do all the rest of you in this current time period. It's a very very difficult time, but if we all persevere, we will all get through this together. Yeah.
Right, well, that's the end of the first half of the Native Immigrants. It's so weird saying that now. I need to get used to it. Yeah. But on the other side, while everyone's caught up thinking that they're going through the worst possible shit, <coughs> we're going to try to find a way to make you, make you all feel slightly better by giving you our alternate lists of things to do while being stuck at home. See you on the other side, people. Back to the second half of the Native Immigrants. This is Swami Barakas. And this is Jojo B. And she is a fucking chocoholic, honestly. So we're like, through the day today, and during this little break in between, all she's doing right now is looking on Amazon if they can deliver chocolate to us for tomorrow I didn't morning. prepare for this properly. And now I really want chocolate. I have no snacks left at home. Like, I have no, like, sweet stuff that I want. There's, um, there's just Bubs' snacks. <laughs> and that's it. God forbid you eat all of his shit. No, as well. I'm not eating his stuff. I'm not. But I just, I just want some chocolate. All I wanted since I got ill, all I wanted is chocolate cake. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's. And I don't even have any cocoa left, so I can't make my own cake. But maybe this is the time period for you to just go cold turkey. I know, but the, the, I was going through like a health thing. I was start, I had started to be, you know, like I was on a new Were regime. You? No, I was on a new regime. That's why I didn't. When we went shopping before all of this happened. Um, yeah. I didn't buy any biscuits and things. And that's why now we have no biscuits and I really want one. I just want one. I don't even want loads. I just want one. I've been really healthy. My portions are much smaller. I'm rationing. Mm. I just want a biscuit or a cake or a chocolate or something. But that's the thing because now all you're doing is looking at pictures of chocolate, looking at pictures of cake. It's like the fucking putting a pound of crack in front of a crack fiend. Melena. All right, so if, if our listeners have any suggestions on how we can get Jojo B away from this unbelievable addiction that she's currently got. Or if you just want to send me some chocolate. Oh, if you need to send us that. Does it still do those limited edition, what was it? Was it twirl? No, what was the chocolate flavor? Uh, the orange flavored twirl that you never found me. Yeah. Because that, bruv, like, it's a, that was as, as difficult to get hold of as toilet paper was like a couple of weeks ago. Toilet paper still really hard to get hold of. Man's got a fucking nine pack the other day. Though, still. I know. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yeah. um, we have an Asda delivery in one of their precious slots coming soon. Yeah. Well, soon. I say soon. In three weeks. Um, and we ordered, I ordered some Easter eggs for us because it's like, it's Easter week that week. Yeah. Um, I'm really scared that they're not going to send it because you know how like people are doing their shops. Like we had a Sainsbury shop like a week or two ago yeah. and we only got half of our stuff yeah um i'm really scared that they're gonna not send us the easter eggs i mean there's like there's baby food and baby milk and stuff for our baby but really the thing that will get you down the most is the fact that there's no chocolate in there well it's, uh, no wonder i'm i'm his favorite fucking parent and stuff <laughs> do you know what i mean because i'm the only one that has his best interests at heart whatever only have his best interests, but i just want the chocolate god it's been also a sad time here in the Casa Barracuda the last few months. We had to say goodbye to the podcast, but we also had to say goodbye to Miku. Miku's gone. Miku is no longer with us. Well, actually, sorry. He's still alive, 
Yeah, yeah, no, yeah let's not put it that way. Absolutely. He has moved. He has moved. Miku and his family have gone to pastures anew. Yeah, so we've got a new screaming child downstairs. Yeah, so it's gone from one hell to another. I kind of I kind of miss Miku now because Miku was very much a part of the show for the first season. And also he'd settled down a bit, so he wasn't really that irritating anymore. Yeah. Um, the only irritating shite now in the building is our Bubby. Who screams at umpteen number of times? Oh no, times the kid the downstairs screams like mad sometimes. And also now it seems I don't know what they've done to their flat, but now it just seems like they live in our flat because the noise is just like yeah. with, it's like they're in the room with us. The decibel levels have now literally gone through the roof. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Um. So yeah, new annoying neighbors. Woo-hoo. New annoying neighbors. But thank you, Miku, for providing us with a many an uh, enlightening anecdote. Uh, for the most of season one and then parts of season two. Yeah. And we wish you all the best in the future. Good feel, luck. Feel free to come back one day as a guest on the show when he's of age, don't you think? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, so for this half of the show, we discussed in the first half, this is going to be an alternate list special. Uh-huh. But really what we're trying to do is we're trying to make people feel better about their current situation. Yes. So... Normally, I've seen on a number of different shows, people talking about, oh, let's talk about, you know, uh, a best of this and a best of that. Yes. But what we want to do is we want to give you some worst lists. Yes, because then you can realize that you are not quite there. Yeah. You know, the thing is, it's to make people feel better about their current situation. Like, imagine if like you're living at home by yourself, self-isolating, if you will, mm. but Imagine you were stuck with a person that you hated the most in the world. Yeah. That would make you feel even worse. Imagine you'd had a guest come around and then this there's lockdown. Yeah, exactly. And then you're locked down. Uh, and imagine that the TV wasn't working. And so you only had one album that you had at home. And all your great CDs are at your parents' house. And you can't go there because you'll fucking give them the coronavirus if you've got it. And so you've got one CD and it's one that you absolutely cannot stand. And you've got a fucking list of that all day. Or one book. Or one book from an author that you thought, let me take a punt on this. Let me buy this and see if I can support the person. And the novel or the factual book is a load of fucking bollocks. And so that's all you've got to read. Imagine. It, that is some real fucking hell. Imagine that and then realize that actually you're not doing too badly because you've got Disney Plus now. Exactly. So life is good. So this is what we are going to do. What If we were in those scenarios, yeah, what would be... The worst possible situation. The worst possible scenarios yeah. list to make you feel better about your current living situation when you've got ample amount of goods around yeah. you. But if you didn't, what would they be? Yeah. So, shall we start off with who would be the worst person to be stuck with? And if you say me, I will kill you. I mean, I'm already living this hell, to be fair. Um, the the joy, joyful part about going to work for, you know, eight hours of the day for the best part of the last three Such months. Such a fucker, It honestly. actually enabled us to have a better relationship. But now we're back stuck together. I am seriously <sighs> suffering some cabin fever, not helped by the evil spirit that I'm living with. <laughs> and I don't mean our bubs. But the worst person. So, okay, so this could be, are we talking worst people that we know? 
Or is no, it worse let's not famous do, people? Let's do famous people because if we do worse people that we know, we I mean, it will just bring a whole load of like... There'll be a lot of dirty linen put out in public. Yeah, just a whole load of politics that we really don't need to deal with. Yeah. And they already know who they are, so it's fine. <laughs> exactly. You know who you are, yeah. you fuckers. Um, all right, so worst people, worst famous people, if we were stuck with someone that was famous or out there in the world, hmm. who would drive you fucking insane? I... <laughs> Preeti Patel. I mean, it's not real secret that she is not top of your Christmas card list. No, I. It's oh no, hate the bitch. Yeah, and it's crazy since the show, since our last show from season two, she's actually taken it to another level she's, of I, evilness. She has embodied the spirit of Professor Umbridge, and <laughs> she has taken it to another level of evil. Yeah, like she's just. I mean, things are quiet for her at the moment, so she's probably getting on with doing all her e- evil doing at yeah. the moment while there's, like, all this other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but she is horrific. Yeah. So, yes, her. Please never let me be stuck in a room with her. Uh, yeah, and plus, obviously, because... Um, and she's Gujarati as well, so you've already up to your neck dealing with one pain in the ass Gujarati that you live with. So imagine dealing with another one. Yes, it doesn't help her case. It just adds to the... Oops, like racism there from JJ V, but yeah, fine. We'll just... Whatever. I've All got right. a son that's half a one. All right, Dave, calm down, Dave. <laughs> uh, yeah, son is, yeah, whatever you do. That's the, you know, that's the ultimate. half Dukra, half Tepla, half Fafra. But that's why, you know, like racists who have like... I'm not racist. No, but you My know... My son's half Gujarati. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's what people say. I've seen people say, white people or whoever people, whatever race you are, but they've got a mixed race child. So they're like, well, I can't be racist because I have a mixed race child. Yeah. And although we're the same race, different yeah, backgrounds. Absolutely. Uh, You've got a mixed yeah. race child. <laughs> I was just using that as... Uh... A way of worming yourself out of this situation. No. As a lot of undercover racists do. Um, yeah, Preeti Patel would definitely be close to my top of my list, I'd say, currently. But, you know, if we go slightly outside the box, like because I, I could say, like, fucking Adolf Hitler, or I could say, like, you know, Mussolini. They're dead, know. but okay. Are, are, we, are we talking people currently? Yes! Currently. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, all right, fine. Then I could say someone like fucking Katie Hopkins, you know, because she's, the you know, a complete bellend. Oh, God, yeah. Um, you know, but I, I feel like these are kind of like the, the typical responses that people would say. You would typically say someone like that. Are you that. telling me I'm not being original? I mean, Preeti Patel is, you know, people would look at this and be like, one minute, but she's Asian. Why do you hate her? You know? I'm allowed to hate Asian people. Yeah, exactly. For fuck's sake. We're not, we don't fucking know each other, for fuck's sake. Individuals, I mean, not like as in a whole group. I mean, I'm allowed to... But like, you do, though. No, I don't. No, I don't. You look out the window, be like, look at these fucking Asians out there walking the streets. Well, yes, I wish they would just stay the fuck home. Like, please, just listen. I mean, I don't know what Asians to go back home. I do not know what Modi's gonna do when he's gonna try and keep 1.3 billion of us at home. Yeah, like no one. But people just don't listen. (laughs) It's not gonna happen, is it, fam? It's not herding cats. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so undercover racism aside. I was originally when thinking about this, I was going to say Pierce Morgan because he's, you know, a complete fuckwit. But he's actually been the voice of reason this past week. He's redeemed himself slightly this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I want to hate him, but I can't because I actually agree with everything he says. He's the one that, you know, pulled up the government about their lack of locking down the country. And then yeah. a few days later, there was a lockdown. 
Um, and then now he's, he's he's talking about wanting to pay the fines of like doctors and nurses and stuff, you know, that are parking fines for being stuck in hospitals, etc. How is a traffic warden an essential job? That's what I don't understand. How are you an essential job in a hospital car park or whatever? Like, what? Yeah. How is that? Why aren't you just at home and not spreading disease around on people's cars? No, they're making money for the government, aren't they, really? So that is in essence uh, an essential job. Local council. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. Um, but... I was thinking about this. You know, someone like Michael McIntyre. <laughs> What's he done to you? So he's a funny man. That's the thing. I don't really find him that funny. Okay. I, he's, if anything, he's slightly annoying. Like, okay, I've watched his show a few times on the Saturdays. And, and I just, you know, when someone's like loud and, and when, people, when people hear something that's loud, they think, oh, okay, he's quite funny because he's quite loud. He's, he's like raising his voice slightly. So he's a bit more hysterical. Mm. And that that's doesn't no, nothing for me. Mm. And so when watching a show, I'm kind of like, you know, when sometimes you watch television, and you're like, someone's on TV, and you're like, I don't actually like, you know, don't like that person. I'm just going to change the channel, <laughs> even though the show could be quite funny and some of the content could be quite funny. Yeah, like his demeanor and his style of comedy doesn't resonate with me. Okay, um, I would I have to be stuck every day with one person that I really can't stand him. Okay. Or someone like a, you know, I'm thinking of someone like a Taylor Swift. What's she done to you? That's great music, but you know, she'll use this experience and fucking release a whole album about it afterwards, about how much she fucking hates me. And do I really want my fucking like life put out there in front of millions? Cause you know, she, you know, have you seen her fucking fan base? They are loyal as fuck. It's the same as kind of like when like BTS that time where like, you know, the, the, the support, her supporters are so like, oh my God, how fucking dare she do that, that? Or he he or she do that to Taylor. And they fucking just get on your back for like ages on social media. I don't do see, I, want I think that people on hate on Taylor way too much. I mean, she uses her life experience as her inspiration for her music. And that's what everyone does. And if a man did it, he wouldn't get as half as much flack as she gets. No, so People just want to hate on her. Let her do her thing. All right, so what's well, who'd be the male equivalent of a Taylor Swift that uses their music as a mean of ang- mean of ang- means of angst, mean of angst? All <laughs> of them. Apparently, the whole Harry Styles album is about his ex girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. So, like, all right, so everyone does say she just happens to have gone out with, you know, more famous people. Yeah, that's all. And and mate, she's made millions off these guys. So no, she hasn't. Do. She's used her talent and made millions off her own back. Yeah, through um, basically boils down to her songwriting and her music, which is based on relationships with guys. Yeah, but it's not they. So they they were the ones so who they're the who, inspiration. They're the muses for her music. Muse for music. She no. They were just the subject matter. That's it. The muse. But 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 they didn't contribute anything other than like breaking her heart or whatever. Do you I mean, mean? She, got, she got pissed off with a couple of them. It wasn't even heartbreak. It was just like... Well, so what? We all get pissed off. I could write a whole, you know, poem about how much you piss me off. That's not... I'm not going to pay you anything for it then if I make some money off it. Well, obviously, but really, if it's about me, then surely man's needs to deserve a little bit of cut in that. You know what I mean? Like, Is that why you don't write any songs about me? Because you, well, you'd want half of the fucking paycheck. You'd fucking get half of the fucking paycheck anyway, for fuck's sake. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, that were two alternative suggestions for worst people. Oh, should I tell you who I really wouldn't want to be stuck in a room with? Michael Owen. Michael Owen. Yes. Just, just fuck him. Yeah. Just fuck him. Any any context to this, Jojo B? So people who don't know who the fuck your connection to him is? 
Well, I'm a Newcastle fan. Yes, you so are. So just fuck him. Yes, indeed. How dare he? And also, he's just really dull. Mm, he has nothing to say. Guy. And um, yeah, just please no. Yeah, he Never was... let me be anywhere near Michael Owen. I mean, how many different clubs can he rub up the wrong way during his career? It's it's insane. Like, But don't you lot still love him? No. Do you not? No, oh, no, because he went to Man United, didn't yes. he? Oh, yeah. That's the thing. Like, he, was, he was the... Like, the, the I think that the thing that most Liverpool fans are most cut up about with in regards to Michael Owen is the fact that he was such a loved player and the fact that he did that to us. I know, like, fair enough. Because he's he a like, dick. He could have gone to any club, literally any club. I know he was looking for, like, other clubs to play for and stuff. And But he was towards the latter half of his career. And he went there, basically, to get a premiership medal for playing, like, two or three games of the season, which is what he did. And then he said he, winning that premiership medal was, like, one of the highlights of his career. Fuck you, Michael Owen. How could you do that to us? Was he actually playing when they won? Wasn't he injured? He kind of played, like, most parts of the season. So he got a few games in. Um but yeah yeah just, screw all these people if yeah. you also have any suggestions of the people that you would hate to be stuck with let us know on our social media yes um right what's next jojo b you tell me you've got, <laughs> you've got the list you come unprepared <laughs> man's got, got his list right here see this is the reason why i always say I'm the i wrote the list show. last night but i just didn't pick it up right now where's so that piece of paper from? <laughs> it's on the other side of the room well then go fuck yourself <laughs> Do you know that's the thing? Because she wants equal billing and all this fucking podcast shit. But when, when it comes to contributing to it, she was like, uh, so what are we doing again? Everything that I fucking discussed with you yesterday. Oh yeah, what was that again? <sighs> I've not been very well, that's what I'm going to say. Worst thing. If so, okay. So now obviously in the streets, can't fucking go out anywhere at the moment. Mm-hmm. Essentials shops is what people are saying. Essentials, yeah. You know, but you go down to the shop and there's literally nothing on the snack aisle, mm. you know. But there'll always be one thing that's left mm. on there. And then you, you, you're there with your shopping trolley with like literally nothing in it apart from a stale fucking piece of bread or a really like, you know, moldy piece of banana. Piece mm-hmm. of banana? Moldy banana even. But you see this ample amount of this one snack and you look at it and you're like. I can see it in my mind right now. No, thank you very much. Yeah, I can see it in my mind. And But the problem is that even in your house, you will also have this snack in your cupboard. But you'll be like, oh, fucking, I'm starving. Oh, my God, I'm so hungry. Oh. See, now we wouldn't but, have it at home because I would never allow this snack to be ever brought into our house. That's well, anything. Okay. But if someone did without telling me. So what would be the worst snack for you during this unprecedented time? Twiglets. Wow, Twiglets. Twiglets are literally like just the food of the devil. Now, can you eat Twiglets because you're gluten-free? I can't remember whether they've actually I don't know if they have or not. I would never go anywhere near them anyway. Really? Um, they are absolutely disgusting. Wow. And don't we they taste of Marmite? Aren't they Marmite flavoured? They are, yeah. Yeah, and it's just disgusting. We've been married how long? Six years this year? Yeah. I didn't know you don't like Twiglets. Have they ever been in our house? No. I mean, I, yeah, because I rarely buy any snacks. So you do all the snack buying. Yeah, they would never ever come anywhere near Damn. our house. Yeah. I'd like a good Twiglet. No. Really? Scum. Wow. They are They are the scum of the snack world. Shit. Scum. Big words. Shots fired by Georgia yeah, V. scum. Twiglets. I don't mind. Do you know what? I don't mind, a, I don't mind some Twiglets. Like if, it, if, if I had a selection of, of snacks that were put in front of me and Twiglets was one of them, they might even be the first ones I go to. But like, oh, Twiglets. Because you know what? Because I don't get a chance to have them How as am often. I married to you? I don't understand. Wow, Twiglets. Twiglets scum. 
This is a, this is a game changer right here, fam. Why do you so, not like Twiglets? I hate them. Hate them. Wow. Okay. That. Okay. Um, that's gonna throw me off course a little bit, but fine. Yeah. Um, with me, like this, you know, it's, I'm not much of a snacker. You know, I've become more, a little bit more so now because now we're just like comfort eating. But I don't. I don't normally. I'm a, I know snack. a bad influence. Yeah, as well. Um, so I don't snack as much, but <coughs> if. If I came to the cupboard and there was an umpteen number of different snacks in there and they had rice cakes in there. Oh my God, I love a rice cake. Our I cupboard always not... has rice cakes in it. Exactly. So, so when, I, I'm, when I'm thinking of snacks in my head, I'm thinking of, so if I went to the cupboard and we're like, oh, I really could do with a snack and I opened the cupboard and I saw rice cakes, I would literally just be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because they're not rice and they're not cakes. They're neither of either. And so one, it's like, it's, it's a little it's a misleading bit, name. it's very misleading, right? And two, they just do nothing for me at all. They have to have something on them. They have to have a spread of some sort. But then you're just like, well, like you can just have some fucking chocolate because that's what would be chocolate spread or some peanut butter on toast instead. You know what's Why really would nice? You put peanut cakes? butter and then you chop up some banana and you put the banana on top. Very healthy snack and also very delicious. I think that's might be one of the, because this is the big kind of fucking health snack. Because I've like loads of people in all the offices that I've worked with, like, you know, religiously would eat rice snack, rice cakes as delicious. a snack through the day. Yeah. I've just done absolutely they do nothing for me. And like, and, and, and I look at them and just like, really like thousands of people eat this shit and lap it up. I remember when I was in school, my teacher was having them. I don't know why she was having them. I don't know. For some reason, she was eating them in front of us. And um, so in primary school. And we used to have like those, you know, those like um, ceiling tiles. Right. And so I remember saying to her, Miss, I was like, Miss, are you, are you eating ceiling tiles, Miss? Because it looked exactly the same as the, the tiles on our ceiling at school. Um, and so that put me off them for ages. And then when I actually grew up and tried them, I was like, oh, my God, these are delicious when they have something on them. Yeah. Well, OK, that's a very odd anecdote. But they are kind of like, <laughs> kind of like weird kind of, you know, like polystyrene kind of, um, you know, things, yeah. you, things you kind of get when you get a package from Amazon with all this kind of shit in there. And there's a pen at the end. Of the and road. I really like the unsalted ones. So they have even less flavor. Oh, my God. It's fucking <laughs> disgusting. Honestly, rice cakes, like great for you keep fit people around the world. As you can see from my dad board, I'm not about that life. Really so. nice with Philadelphia and black pepper as well. Mm. Or Philadelphia with some cucumber. Oh, my God. It's so good. Yum, yum. What about Asian snacks? This is a British Asian show. What about any Asian snacks that you're like, oh, really not, not a fan of? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's always just that packet of Bombay mix. I don't even mind Bombay mix, but it's mm. always that packet that gets left. And it's got like, you know, it's been folded over and it's probably oh, got yeah. elastic band around it. And this, yeah. And there's just like <laughs> bits of it and like yeah. rolling around somewhere. And the, like, so some of it's leaked out. And so there's like bits of like saving stuff everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah I it's hate just when that. that goes, you know, when it goes dry, it's no longer crispy. It's, it's, like been it's, soggy. Summer. it's soggy, yeah. soft, like save Mamara or yeah. soft. Bombay makes soft jira. Yeah. Yeah. Anything that's kind of like a long that's all that's, that's always left in it and it's always a little bit yeah. soft. But then, you know, you can jazz it up. If you've got some of that Maggie uh, Imli sauce, the tamarind yeah. sauce in the in the thing, you can make like a kind of pretend bailburi and stuff. Oh my God, it's yeah, delicious. That, that so you can, can still kind of jazz it up. So it's not so bad. Mm. 
Yeah. Twiglets, there's no jazzing them up. <laughs> very different. Look at this, like very different opinions. But that's what this show is all about. And that's why we're made for each other. Because if we had a cupboard of Twiglets and rice cakes, we'd both be happy. All bases are covered. Fam. Yeah. Um, but if we go on to other food and stuff, while well, we're still in the kitchen vicinity. Huh. Right. So, you know, we're all about the sub life. All hmm. about the sark life. Yeah. Sark life. Mate, if you are in lockdown... Make a big batch of some subjis. Or socks. Yeah, or whatever you want to call them. Um, eat some, put some in the freezer. That's what I've been doing. I put a little bit in a dabba, in those takeaway dabbas, and put them in the freezer yeah. for when times get really tough. Yeah. But like, just, you can batch, we can batch cook, dal. Yeah. You yeah. know, like we, we know, we have skills. We can make anything taste good with our spices. Indeed. Put some garam masala on it, some mitja, and you're done. You are done. But there's some things, even some garam masala, some ginger, and all the spicing cannot save. Yeah. So what would be, if you if you were stuck in home, again, the same situation, the freezer only had one content of something, and you were like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then you realize you remembered why you put it in the freezer in the first place, because you hate it. But there always is that one subji that you really cannot stand. See, now... <laughs> I've got to that age now where I kind of like pretty much every subject. There was times where I just be like, no, I'm not going to eat that. Right. But I've even at that, this is not how I know I've got old. I'm now even like, grilli. Oh my God. Yeah, I know. My mom made them when I went home at, in, at Christmas. Right. And she did them like stuffed whole and stuffed, but she'd slightly burnt them by accident. And it, the slight burn was unbelievably delicious, right? Right. So, and the masala that my mom stuffed them with was delish. And then we went to the Gurdwara a couple of weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah. And they had them there. Oh, my God, they were so good as well. Oh, my God. And so I'm like, okay, I'm a convert to Grele now. So now there's not really a subject that I don't like. Although, since I've had bubs, since I've been pregnant, the smell of gobi mm. really makes my stomach turn. I have eaten it a couple of times because there's not been any choice sometimes. But really, the smell of gobi makes my stomach turn. So probably that now. Yeah. So the gobi is cauliflower uh, for those. I'm uh, sorry. I'm just using listeners. all of the Indian names. Yes, all the exactly. Punjabi And when we say sabji and shak or sak, we're talking about curries. Curries. Yeah. Because we don't really say curry. We kind of have like sabji means vegetables. Yes, indeed. Um, people that know me will know there's no secret to what I hate the most. Uh, I am um, an avid hater of aubergines. So bengan or ringara. Um, but I was going to say karela uh, because people know that I don't like aubergines. But karela, what are they called? Is it um, what's it? What's bitter it gourd. Bitter gourd. Yeah, it even got a shit name as well, just to emphasize how so good for you though. They are, that, that's so the thing. Yeah, good like, for you. It's like a proper superfood. I mean, there's a, there's a certain there is a, a link to all the things that I'm talking about food wise. All these foods are actually foods are actually genuinely good for you, um, and that's why I've got an aversion to that taste. Uh, but, but if you're diabetic. Yeah, Grele. the best ones. They're the one. You know. But there's, yeah, I've heard loads of people talking about, you know, we talk about curries and ones they don't like. And I'm just like, really? The thing with a vegetarian is I can't afford to not like too many things. Yes. Because it just limits my palate even more. <gasps> I just thought of one that I can't believe I thought didn't think of. Mm. Peas, innit? I've, I've, I had this written down for you. Anything with peas in makes my life miserable yeah i hate peas so if there was just peas left and i've got a feeling we're gonna get to that point in our freezer <laughs> yeah. the only time i bought peas we did not have peas in our house until 
Gugs was born. Yes. Until our little Baba was born, we did not have any peas. Nope. And I I feed them to him because I don't want him to be fussy like me um, when it comes to peas. And also they're full of protein, so it's good for him. So that's why we have them at home. But I do not make a single thing with peas in it unless it's for him. Yeah. So not even for you. This is what I'm saying, man. I'm low in priority in my old house. I don't. I don't do peas. Okay, thanks. That's it. Give peas a chance. Um, you know, I I, I don't I don't mind peas. Uh, you know, mutter paneer. Blech. You know, aloo mutter, butter mutter. Um, you know, I, I don't mind some mushy peas as well when Blech. I have chips and that. I'm Disgusting. Not so bad, yeah, but like, this is the thing because I've been married to you, I don't get a chance to have peas as much as I would like. So even I've now kind of had a slight kind of aversion to the taste of them because I'm like. Yay! It's a bit like, it's my palate is a bit like, what the fuck is this thing? And then like, I've got to go back to my childhood from the last time I actually had peas in it. Um, but yeah, so like, yeah, there's, there'll always be like a freezer full of some of those subjects that your mum would have made and you're like, you didn't want some of it at the time. And now you have to like look back at this stuff and, and take it out, defrost, because there's nothing else now on the on the shelves. Um, but yeah. It's um tough I'm, times. I'm tough dreading times the day of the peas. Yeah. I'm dreading that day. Right. So if we move out of the kitchen and move back into the living room, uh, you know, your safe haven for all entertainment. Mm-hmm. We now have access to an umpty number of streaming services. Mm-hmm. So Netflix, Amazon Prime, we've already discussed Disney Plus now, for fuck's sake. Sky, Sport, Sky, Sky, Sport, Sky Movies. Mm-hmm. But imagine you had none of that. Huh. And you had one DVD in your place, and it was a film that you could not fucking stand, and you had to fucking play it over and over because it was your only means of doing anything. What would that film be that would that would literally make you smash your head against the wall? You know those war films that are set in the cold, like Ice Station Zebra, or Zebra. <laughs> Those or like Colditz or whatever, oh, like those random. Is Colditz one of those? I think it was, isn't it? I mean, it's got cold in the title. Yeah, no, but like those kind of like old films that are just like just so depressing. But is that okay? So is that more to do with you not liking the film, or does it take you back to a painful part of your childhood, knowing that your dad loves these films and you had to watch whatever your dad put on TV? Both, both, right, <laughs> both. I don't like the film and I don't like it because my dad used to make me watch them. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't like them is, anyway. I, but I think that's like kind of psychological as well though at the same time. But I probably wouldn't like them anyway. Do you know what I mean? So if I had that one DVD of Ice, Ice Station Zebra, my Ice dad Station called Zebra, it, yeah. then I think I'd be really very unhappy. Mm, mm. Very. I mean, I would just not watch it. I'd just sit and stare at the wall and watch the traffic instead. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I've, I remember watching Ice Station Zebra many years ago. I mean, it's not like I've seen. I've probably seen a trillion films. It's not like high up the list um, in terms of um, the worst films I've ever seen. The worst film for me, which is um, also kind of military, I guess, based. Mm-hmm. Probably not so much. Air Force One <laughs> is probably the worst film I've ever seen in my life. Oh, but you can watch it and just be cheesy and be like, oh my God. This fucking is hate just... it. Oh, fucking th- hate it. I don't mind. Hated like... everything about it. <laughs> really? Absolutely. The only it's se- not that bad. It's fucking horrendous. <laughs> and the, the worst part is, which I'm so like gutted about and so disappointed, is the fact that one of my heroes, fucking Harrison Ford, is in it and signed up to do this shit. Yeah. And Gary Oldman. Like, what the fuck were the two of you thinking? What? It is fucking horrendous. 
legitimately awful. What would you pick for Indian film? Anything with Salman Khan. Okay. Actually, no, no, I would say that because every time he plays a dickhead, it's actually really funny. So films like Andaz Apna Apna and Yeh Hai Jalwa actually think, really might be amusing for me. Uh, is he not in Kuch Kuch? No, he's not in Kuch Kuch. He's, he's in Kuch Kuch. Yeah, he's in Kuch Kuch. He comes in for that one little, he comes in a cameo towards the end. But I'm not even, a, I'm not a massive Kuch Kuch guy, to be fair. Yeah. Like, I only watched DDLJ for the first time like a couple of years ago and I was like, this is what all you people are fucking ama- like, uh, amazed no, about. No, look, DDLJ, no. I like, didn't love that what? film. What? It's one of those films where, like, during that time period, I love. Shah Khan is really annoying in it, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think it came in the midst of his like annoying period of the mid '90s. He's so that annoying in a lot of like, films. He needs to go back to like Bazigar and stuff. You know, like being yeah, mean, Ajam, and kind of like yeah. those kind of like really evil, or he dies at the end. Um, but I, because like, I really like, I really love K3G. You fucking. Do no, I love I love that film. But what he does is, it will be on every week. He will put it on every week. Yeah. And so I'm like, love no, it. this film is for like. Maximum once a quarter, yeah. Maximum, right? But you will play. It. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Over you and watch over it. Again. I mean, he would literally watch it. <laughs> there was a time it was on one day, and then he had it on the next day as well. Yeah, because I watched the first half and the first day, and then I watched the second. No, half he the didn't. Day. He was starting it from the beginning again. Yeah, I'm like, no, shut up. I like, fuck. I love it. <laughs> Why you can't watch it every I day? I love it. I love it. It's not me when I was six watching Mary Poppins that like, you can't do that. No, no, I was a grown adult. At yeah, that point, no, and I exactly. still fucking love it. Um, I think my Indian film of all time, like that sends me into despair of hell. And I watched it once and I was like, why? Why are we watching this? And why can't I turn away from it and can leave this room? Shakti. 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 Okay, so, the, this is the- so the only, the best bit in it is when Shah Rukh Khan turns up because that was like light relief. Yeah. But oh my God, Karishma Kapoor, I just wanted to kill myself mm. watching that film. It was horrendous. Yeah. You know, I went to the UK premiere of Shakti. Oh my god! Because I, my previous one of my previous employers was a uh, kind of Bollywood like CD DVD retailer online kind of thing, e-tailer if you like. Yeah. Um, and so we were invited to a lot of these like you know like I wouldn't even say the word fucking glitzy because it wasn't it was fucking shambles. Um, but these kind of UK premieres for these films, and so we we went to the Shakti premiere. The was, Eros. It Saf- was it Safari Cinema? <laughs> I think it was Feltham, if I'm honest. Okay. So it, close, to be fair. Um, but um, but Sanjay Kapoor was there. Like he was there for the, for the premiere. Wow. And, and I was like, it was shit because he kind of walked past and I was. I said to my brother who's with me, I never knew he was this short. And I'm telling you, like, he probably wasn't even as far away from from me as you are right now. You are really not I usually know, like I'm that. So, I'm, I'm just, but I said it, I, I I didn't realize I was saying it as loud as I did to my brother. Oh, and then dear. he was like, you know, he's just standing right there. I was like. Shit, sorry. But yeah, Shakti, Shakti's pretty bad. And uh, I want to di- differentiate. The original Shakti that has Amitabh Bachchan and Dilip Kumar is a fucking amazing film. Shakti, is I it the same storyline? Because I've not seen that no. one. Okay, completely different. God. Yeah, completely okay. different film. Completely, completely different. Okay. Um, and I think Shakti it's, it's, the Power. The that's pa- the one that we hate. Yeah, Shakti the Power. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, oh my. It's not great. It's not you great. know, when but, you're like, climb, literally when it's like you're climbing the walls, it's like someone was raking their fingers down a blackboard. It yeah. was like that kind of level of get me the fuck out of this room. Mm. And I couldn't escape because I was like visiting home. And so you have to spend time with the family. Yeah. But I was like, ah, I need to leave. I hate this film so much. It was like that. Yeah, yeah. I've never had a response like that to a film before. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, you clearly haven't seen as many Bollywood films as I have. I mean, uh, I'm yes, thinking like, for a reason. I yes. think almost 85% of the, ho- the Bollywood films that I've seen during the course of my life are films that I would have done the same thing to. 
you know, and there's the fifteen percent are probably just all the Amitabh ones. What was that one that your brother kept telling us to watch? Okay, so okay, okay, <laughs> right. It's one of I'm the worst films this, I've ever seen. Let's put this out. Let's just put this out there. We might get a lot of hate for this. All right, <laughs> Bahubali is one of the fucking worst films I've ever seen in my it's life. So and the and the thing is, it's not even about a whole like, oh, you know, but it's a South Indian film. How could, you know, like you guys are just like North Indian, South Indian divide. No, I've seen some fucking amazing South Indian films. Yeah. Right? Gandugonde, Gandugonde, yeah. Ale Poyote, and there's, there's some brilliant films. Fucking Bahubali. And the worst part was, it, he built, the thing is, I actually, I'd semi-respect what he says because he's a film critic and he works in Hollywood. And so he's always about that life. But Bahubali was one of the biggest load of bollocks I think I've ever seen. Genuinely, it was shit. And, and because so many people went out and saw it, and so many people were like, went up in arms about how amazing this film is. And it's one of the most highest grossing Indian films of all time. What the fuck were you people seeing that I didn't see? I mean, I didn't see it either, love. It was awful. It was really, really bad. It's just but okay. fucking terrible. And then they made another one as well. I think it's because it's such a money earner. But I, 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 the thing is, I always like to give these films a chance. Watching that film was like fucking putting my hand inside my fucking throat and tearing my fucking larynx out. Fucking it's very awful. graphic. It was really bad though. It was really, really bad. It's just fucking horrendous. My God. <laughs> We won't be wasting our lives watching that again. No, no. So yeah, that, um, that would yeah. The, unless scratch Air Force One, yeah. <laughs> that film on repeat. My fucking days. Uh, um, right. Go on. So I've got me all hot under the colour of colour talking about that shit. Um, let's do a right last one to finish this off. Music. Music. Which album do I hate? Which album or song? Um, I mean, it could be either. Uh, they're both just as difficult. Yeah. Fair. Which album do I really hate? I mean, for me, I think it, it could be literally anything kind of auto-tuned would really piss me off nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I want to I throw a really controversial one out there right now. What? I'm not a big fan of jazz. Oh, my God. Yeah, like experimental jazz would drive yes. me at the wall. <laughs> yes. And you know the ones, it, it's more so because people are so, it's like, you know, with, with, with anything, you know, where people get very passionate about their love of a specific thing. Like a specific, he, yes, flute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a yes flute. But you know how people get so like a very passionate about the, and critique things from a, such a, an intelligently like lateral way of thinking mm. when it comes to, especially, specifically, I feel like with jazz, when they get pretentious about it, you mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, when, when right now veganism is a big thing and, and people who went from fucking eating beef have turned vegan the next day. And then it's like, shame on you, you fucking yeah. animal killing swine. Um, you know, when they just, and they just get crazy pretentious about all these things. I feel that with jazz. And I like, I, I like, like if, if jazz has been sampled on hip hop tunes, like, you know, Guru's Jazzmatized is a great album. Yep, it is. I can listen to that all day, every day. I have that album, yes. But listening to jazz, like chalk. I don't mind like loungy jazz. But you know, you just... kind of like Ella Fitzgerald and that kind of stuff. Especially jazz with lyrics, like kind of vocals on it. I don't mind. But it's when it's just that, like, and it just goes off into another world and it gets a bit surreal and just... and it just makes you feel like you're. It's like you're tripping. Yeah. 
And I just don't like the idea of that. So, <laughs> no. I mean, who doesn't like the idea of tripping, to be fair? Um, but, uh, but it's like being on a bad trip. Um, <laughs> yeah, a bad school trip. And I think to add to that also, maybe some opera. Uh, maybe. Opera could be... Opera. This gets a bit much. You know what I'm surprised you didn't say, because I know how much you fucking hate it. What? Was late 2009-10 dubstep. I've kind of just, I mean, because it's so so niche and so specific. I've just parked it as like it never existed. Okay. But you weren't a fan of I mean, maybe anything by Rick Ross. Oh, wow. Anything by Rick Ross. I could probably, I probably just not even listen to it. I mean, I might listen to it once, but then I'd probably just be like, no, because I know. I remember the time that we had a, because you, so she hates BMF. Oh my God, he was such a dick. He was such a dick that night. She hates BMF. I fucking love that tune. Fucking love it. And then we got into a little bit of a balmy in the car and I was like, fuck her. So what I did was I played that tune and I put it louder as well that I would normally And he do. played it five times because we were in the car and he was driving back from wherever we'd been. I can't remember where we'd been. And, and so he, and we had this argument part way through the journey and yeah. then for the rest of the journey. weirdly passive aggressive. Yeah. So I was like, fuck this. Five times. Back to back. Really loud. And I remember getting out of his car and not even looking at him. And I just slammed Larry the door. Hoover. Such a dick Whipping move. Work. Such a dick Hallelujah. move. Hallelujah. I don't think we spoke for like One two days after that, though. Under God, real getting money from the start. That was yeah. when we didn't speak for like two days afterwards. Yeah. Was it Was it a couple of days? Yeah, wow. I was so fucked up. I was like, because I, I think it was more to do with the argument. That I can't remember what it was about. Some but, superficial bullshit. But yeah. Rather than that, but then that just kind of topped it off. <laughs> Took it over the edge. Yeah. Dick move. Up. Good times, good times. Uh, <laughs> Very early into our relationship. Yeah, exactly. But Very we lasted early. the course. Here we are today. Here we are. With our own podcast. Yeah. And not playing BMF. Um, yeah. So that's that's a few suggestions from us from our side of things that would fucking drive us up the wall. I'm sure you have, you guys out there have all your choices for the worst lists <laughs> of things you absolutely can't stand. Um, but make yourselves, you know, feel a little bit better to the fact that we're not, you know, in our current state of isolation and lockdown here in the UK, you know, we do have ample amount of things that within the confines of our yep. of our properties. Most of us do. Yeah. And we should count ourselves very, very lucky yep. of what we do have, you know, because there's been a lot of like, you know, um, naysaying and and feeling like you're at your lowest ebb right now being stuck at home and you really aren't you know we have we have everything with us we have everything in front of us yeah whether it's food whether it's essentials whether it's entertainment you know life could be a hell of a lot worse right now for a lot of people we might be running low on a little bit of here, the, our favorite stuff in the cupboards and things. But you know what? Now's the time to like get to the back of the cupboard and pull out all that, you know, that tin of chickpeas that's been floundering there. Find a good recipe. All of the chefs, all of them have got nothing to do other than put stuff up online about what to do. Nadia has done an amazing job with like things like scrap soup. We are trying barbecued banana peel. <laughs> we are trying that when I've got enough banana peel. Like stuff times. like that. Like just, you know, let's. Learn to be more resourceful, less wasteful, yeah. and and try and just make the best of this situation. And we will be with you. Yes. So we now, because of this isolation, because we're stuck at home, we're going to attempt to be back to the weekly podcast. We're recording this while Bubs is having his afternoon nap. Exactly. So as long as he naps, 
We're with you. We're with you every week during the course of this run. And just trying to make life feel a bit better. We'll still be back with our topics of agenda and some lighthearted, uh, you know, debate and bickering and bantering. And we're going to also attempt to have some guests on the show. Physically, obviously, it's not possible. But where there's a means, there's a way. Um, and also, if there's any topics that you want us to cover, let yeah, us know. Absolutely. Please. like We're at you your know, beck and call now. <laughs> yeah. Within reason, people. Come on. Yeah. You know, work with us. Work with us here. And we'll be able to deliver you the best content on a week-by-week basis. Yes. <laughs> fucking waiting for you. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, we have changed some of our social media handles. We are now at Native Immigrants on Twitter. At Native, Native Immigrants with one M. With a single M because we couldn't fit enough characters on there. So, you know, with all the different variations that were possible, that was the best one for us. Native Immigrants with a single M. Because people were calling us immigrants, and yeah. that means nothing. Yeah, so we've been immigrants since day one. And now, you know, I was just on BBC the other day on Views with the News with Coco Khan's show, um, and she referred to me as, you know, podcast host of the immigrants. And I was just like, you know what? It literally what, means nothing. Seriously. And then I have to explain to people, no, it's actually native immigrants. We couldn't use that because there's too many letters. Blah, blah, blah. So now it's native immigrants. It's the, You still say it as immigrants. Uh, it's a single M, unfortunately, on Twitter. They couldn't have enough for the, for the double M. But native immigrants it is. And on Instagram, we are now the Native Immigrants Podcast. It's a long fucking handle, but at least it's what it does what it says on the tin. Exactly. You know, so follow us on at the Native Immigrants Podcast on Instagram and at Native Immigrants, single M, on Twitter. Yes. And then Facebook and all the other bullshit places you find us. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, but lastly, I want to end this show uh, by uh, on a serious note. Um, my thoughts and prayers are with my friend Sahil Anjum, um, who is uh, a photographer who I've known for a long time now, at least over 16 years from the days of when I first was getting into music and like my very first gig, he did the photography for. And he actually sent that to me uh, a couple of years ago on Twitter. I couldn't believe how young I looked back then and how fucking old I look now. But he is sadly currently suffering from the coronavirus. And I didn't even realize, he, last week he put on, Inst- I think it was on Twitter, that he was going to be self-isolating. Didn't think anything of it. I feel really shit and st- and stupid for it now because the severity of the situation is he's currently in, in a deep coma and i'm in shock um, as were so many countless other people when they heard on on facebook and twitter and um it's really hit close ho- close to home how, how severe and how real this virus really is because he's he's not an old guy he's only a few years older than i am um, and it affects everyone and it's um, you know very concerned I'm really saddened to hear this and all I can do is stay positive keep positive keep him in my thoughts and keep him in my prayers um, and hope that his loved ones are okay and, and dealing with the situation as well as they can because it's such a it's such an unprecedented situation and we people don't know how to deal with it but this is why we're saying stay home people this doesn't just affect old people which is how it was portrayed in the media it's affecting everyone of all age groups and we don't know from person to person what's going to happen so stay home stay safe keep your loved ones safe keep other people's loved ones safe yeah. and take this seriously it is not just 
a nothing that everyone's Absolutely. blown out of proportion. This is a real thing. Yeah, it's it's really real and it's really hit home for us, especially, um, you know, thoughts are with you, Sahel, like, I know you're going to fight through this and I know you're going to come out the other side and we can have a laugh and a joke about this in a few years time. But, you know, keep fighting, my friend. Um, and I hope to see you at more gigs and more live events, snapping away at us and taking some pictures of my face sometimes, like looking crooked and shit. <laughs> um, but he's an amazing guy, a very dear friend. And all my thoughts and prayers are with him. Right. Well, that is coming up to the end of this episode. Our first episode of season three of the Native Immigrants. I'm about to say podcast, but it's not. Just the native immigrants. Just the native Just immigrants. The native immigrants. Um, shout out to my boy Zahir for the new theme tune for this season as well. And look out for his musical movements as well going forward now for 2020. And so from me, Swami Barakas. And me, Jojo B. We'll see you all again next week, people. Stay safe, stay at home, save lives. Peace. See ya.